Today has been a very monumental day for Ashley and I. It's been a day of firsts. It's the first time Ashley has been a juror. Correct, Ashley? Yes. Um, hopefully this is a day of first and last for both of us. I don't feel the need for either of us to repeat these activities that we partake when we partook in today. You know, speak um, for yourself. No, like, it was just fine. I just don't mean like back to back. Maybe in a few years, you'll do it again. Right. But, um, and maybe in a few years, I'll do mine again. But um, I was fulfilling my civic duty. Civic or civil? Both? Civil. Um, <laughs> civil duty. Um, as a citizen of America. And I guess it was a right and a privilege to get to do. Um, but at my young and competent age, they, everyone, by everyone, I mean the judge and the DA and the prosecutor, all thought it was a good idea to make me a juror in the court of California. <laughs> the jury is out. I can't wait for I the object. jury to be out. <laughs> I object. I'm comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life. I should have said, I'll explain what they do to you, but I should have said that as one of my answers. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and then before we get into it, what was your activity? Today was a first for me as well. It was the first time I ever jumped out of a plane. So that was a big, big life move. I think I became a woman today. That's how it feels. Different ways of becoming women. And that was one of yours. <laughs> you were in a suit and I was in some leggings and, and we did we did the damn thing. <laughs> Might as well marry each other next. <laughs> uh, which one do you want to hit on first real quick? I want to hit on jury duty because I'm so interested. Like, so? You're so into it. I'm so into it because I don't know anyone. Do I know anyone who's like actually been... <laughs> called in like usually it's like oh you have to be like on jury duty you get the thing in the mail yeah, but yeah. like this is something like now as adults we're gonna have to deal with this now, I don't think so. it's as prevalent as you think the night before I was on the phone with you and you call every night before and sometimes they say you have to come and sometimes they don't and mm -hmm. you call every night before for a week so I didn't have to go in until Thursday so I thought I was in the clear but that was so you didn't case. have to go like all week that's kind of nice well now I have to go some of next week because now I got picked to be on the trial oh my god <laughs> and uh, is it the Scranton Strangler <laughs> if you're on a real trial like a serious murder trial like OJ Simpson Casey Anthony you get sequestered in a hotel like away from your family oh, yeah. for months so, for like two so months it happened to New Girl I think Zoe Deschanel exactly. had like some scheduling conflicts it happens for months if you're like on a like a serious like national murder trial um so can you, you imagine go, how you crazy you'd go being sequestered in a hotel I would, any I would say that I had a cough or something and in light of the delta variant they would let me go you're like no 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 <laughs> I start coughing a lot it's like in the Lizzie McGuire movie when she puts the blow dryer on her forehead oh yeah she's like please I'm hot I have a fever yeah um so in light of that I am other adults in my life told me I would do a lot of sitting today in the wait, in a waiting room. So I took a book mm -hmm. and I was so excited to get to read Uninterrupted for hours on end. I didn't open my book once. I didn't even crack it open. What did because, you do? Well, I guess because of COVID, they cut right to the chase. So they take you all into the courthouse. And also, I was telling my mom a couple years ago, Abby and I went to a murder trial in L.A. <laughs> Mm -hmm. as guests for our <laughs> for, law class for some presentation but we got to go as, uh, and sit and listen to the murder trial and speak to the uh, DA after and he shows all the pictures of the body it was this big thing and then we went to in and out yeah. after and then we went and to that's when, that's when we were still flirting with each other we weren't like obsessed yet I remember yeah we weren't in love I remember thinking ahead of time like okay like here's some things I should like bring up with her to talk about I don't know her that well really <laughs> yeah mm. yeah um and so on this though I you go into the courtroom and you sit in the jury seats and the criminal is there and his lawyer and then the, the prosecutor criminal. <laughs> the prosecutor uh, well he's not a criminal yet it's he's yeah like, uh, the, the defendant guy, 
Yes, the defendant is there. Yeah, I took law 101. The defendant is there with his lawyer and the prosecutor's there and the judge is there and the court reporter is there. And she wasn't then very you're nice. there. And I'm there. The court reporter wasn't very nice. She was yelling at everyone to talk slower. Ah. And I was like, come on, you're getting paid to do this. Is she like fast fingers typing away? Yeah, wizard on the keys, Glenn. She was, <laughs> um, I should tell it to her tomorrow. <laughs> and you sit down and you fill out a questionnaire that says, um, do you know how to tell the truth? Uh, do you know anyone in law enforcement? Stuff like that. You're like, like, no, I never learned. Looking for bias. <laughs> and um, on paper, I probably seem like a defense attorney's dream. I don't know. Mm-hmm. College educated. Yeah, straight out of college, straight straight out of it. Like, why wouldn't I? No life um, experience to even no bias ex- you. Nothing, nothing to bias me. me. Yeah, and uh, for anyone that doesn't know out there, Alfred, my father, is a sheriff's deputy. So I was like, oh, let me write this down. This will get me out of it. That wasn't good enough, I guess. Um, Damn. So then they spend four or five hours <laughs> questioning everyone in the room, all 25 of you. Oh, my God. They spend the whole time asking you scenario questions. And it's kind of like a Socratic seminar style. And, well, that's fun. Well, you would have loved it. Uh, for as much as I like to talk, you know this about me. I don't really like speaking up in Socratic seminars. Like, I don't feel the need to waste my breath, kind of. Waste my yeah, breath. That's just the way I've always been. So the DA, he was like, you've been quiet for a while. And then he like asked me all these questions. And I gave him answers. And they basically asked you all these hypothetical scenarios to see if you seem like you're a biased person or not. And so about five of the people were kind of uh, off the rocker a little bit in their answers. And I was like, who in their right mind would pick you to sit on their jury? Like, you're obviously biased. So obviously they dismissed those five. And when you dismiss those five, there's not many left to choose from. So I got chosen to go to this trial next tomorrow and for next week. You're one of the chosen ones. How does it feel? Uh, It was a very high margin. It was chances where I was going to get chosen. You're like looking around at all the schmucks, dinner for schmucks. My personality, personally, they know I'm probably the worst person to be on a jury. Why? Because you're so brutal. Brutal, and um, I think that would make you good on the jury. A little biased. (laughs) I don't think. But they screened you for bias. <laughs> they screened me for bias, but I didn't speak very much, so they didn't get the memo. You know how I act when I first meet someone. Yeah, but I think the fact that you are brutal is actually really helpful to be on a jury. Yeah, and then they were asking, they didn't ask me this, but they were asking a bunch of other people. They were like, oh, if you guys are in the back and it's like a hung jury and like, will you like just vote with the majority just so you can get out of here and go home early? And in my head, I was like, yeah. You're like, hell Yeah. <laughs> um i have to get to happy hour but they didn't ask me that so they didn't learn the truth but um <laughs> and that's on them and that's on them no i actually take this very, my civic do, civil duty very seriously i would never yeah for those listening it's a joke she swore on the bible and stuff and i already love writing on legal pads yeah she loves legal pads <laughs> analog she's about it and then i got home and i was like mom maybe for when i turn 30 i should take the lsat and just see what happens roll the dice i don't know interesting very old woods of you yeah yeah so that's verdict's out on that that's what the real verdict is out on this week <laughs> wait, um, wait every week we should do verdicts out verdicts <laughs> out on verdicts something out. that's good keep that in the back of my mind verdicts yeah. out um but that's my trial and tribulation and i'll be back tomorrow and i i didn't wear business attire and i was like you are supposed to dress better and i was like i don't care they can have me or leave me i don't care it's like when you're on a plane and you look uh, at me and i'm and wearing then, my sweatpants and you're like you're supposed to look better yeah and then i wear this bracelet and every time you walk in you have to go through the security and every time it beeps and they're like put your hands over your head it's probably your bracelet and i just won't take it off and it's just a catch 22 that's rough and it's just problems and the snack bar sucks in the courthouse i looked at it 
I drove all the way home for lunch. Dang. And it just really wiped me out sitting there. Oh, I didn't speak all day because I got up and I left. And like, obviously, I'm not with like coworkers or friend. I'm just sitting there silent. I didn't speak all day till I got home for lunch. And I was like, Mom, I can lose flash Lisa. I can never live alone. <laughs> Why didn't you try to make friends with the strangers? Oh, that's the other thing. Everyone was, oh gosh, 40, 45 plus. That's another reason I'm sure they chose me. Like, oh, just marry, some diversity. Make it, or, yeah, diversity. Of age. I was yeah. Really the only young person there. Jeez, that's rough. Life is hard when you're in when you're a civilian. <laughs> First world problems, man. So I'm glad after the trial gets published. I'll tell you guys all about what happened. Yeah, once she's like able to speak out about her situation, witness protection. I can't wait. I'm itching to hear. Um, it's okay, not a murder so trial though. I'll tip you off. It's not murder. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Not so intense. And that would have been exciting, actually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's going on with me? So glad you asked. Today, I jumped out of a plane, as I mentioned. It was really exciting. For some reason, I, like, know myself in a lot of times on, like, really intense roller coasters or other rides that are, like, really, you know, kind of scary and meant to freak you out. I do get really nervous. Oh, I know I myself. I say something about your personality also. Okay. Abby is someone who is willing to risk her life in the terms of, like, haha, like might get kidnapped and killed like i've seen her do it a lot of times and i've told her not to do it even more yeah however when it comes to bodily harm like breaking an arm breaking a leg getting concussed mm -hmm. she's terrified absolutely I am. terrified i'm very self-preserving <laughs> and have i ever broken a bone not Ashley. preserving of your life though preserving of like your just like body extremities kind of just my vessel <laughs> preserving <laughs> of your vessel but not your actual uh, mortality not my soul yeah not um, your soul just your vessel but not actually soul, tell, but me, vessel. tell me this have i ever broken a bone no. No, I have not. And that is because I Never proceed mind. with caution. Yeah, look at us go being preserving. Anyways, so normally I get really nervous. On the jet ski. I don't know how you did this. <laughs> I know. I like to like test the limits on things that I get scared about because I'm like, okay, if I rip myself off this jet ski and I fly into the water, it's not going to hurt that bad. So once I do it, then I'm not that scared. But anyways, back to skydiving. I was like, okay, I'm like mentally preparing to be kind of scared. But what I do in the hours leading up to it, I'm like not thinking about it at all. Not thinking about what it's going to look like or how it's going to feel because that's a good coping mechanism, right? Like just don't think about Avoid it. An attachment. Lives change every 30 minutes. You never know. Yep. Lives change. <laughs> and I had to like sign all these waivers it's like don't sue us if you die and I'm like okay 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 I feel like um, your family should be signing that not you if you're dead you're dead <laughs> you're, my family's like are you kidding me um and so I go and I get there and I have like a super fun instructor which made or not instructor but like tandem jump partner guy and that was like honestly all I wanted because I knew that would make that really put me at ease that would make my whole experience so much better and it did and he was really fun he was hyping me up we had a great time and so they strap me in, they put me in this plane. I'm with my friend, Andrew. We go up in this tiny little plane. First of all, they take off with the door still open. And I don't know if that was to scare us or what, but it was actually kind of scary. I'm like, what if we slide out, bro? But I just kept thinking like, when am I going to get nervous? When am I going to get scared? When's my heart rate going to go up? And that whole time, that whole plane ride, I was like having the time of my life. I was talking to Brett, my tandem guy, and I was looking out the window and it was beautiful. It was a little hazy, a little smoky, but it was just like so pleasant. I'm like, this is nice. I could like go up here for hours. And then comes time. We inch towards the door and I truly didn't get scared 
until the first couple seconds of dropping of actually falling out of the plane like even sitting on the edge I was like yeah this is kind of (laughs) nice like I just never got scared I was actually I don't know if I'm like proud of myself or just like surprised but I was like wow that's that's shocking but also let me tell you when I say you pay like $119 for these photos in this video most of them was it worth it in your heart it was worth it 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 was worth it because I I mean no, but like, who knows if I'll ever go skydiving again? I'm not against it. I'm honestly kind of down, but I would never pay for like the photos in the video again. Cause like your yeah. first time is like, you've got to document it, but the pictures of, I knew they're going to be rough, right? You're falling from the sky at 120. This one on our Instagram. I will actually, the cause roughest. some of them, some of them are really embarrassing and all of your skin, like you think you're young, right? And your skin's all tight on your face. But then when you're falling at 125 miles per hour from 11,000 feet, <laughs> your skin on your neck and your face is like pushed up. It's absolutely vile. My snot was like running out of my nose. Oh, onto my God, you drove just on the jet ski. Yeah, I drove. <laughs> yeah it was absurd and I told that to my instructor I was like my snot my snot and he's like he goes that's why I wear a full face mask because he was wearing like a helmet with a face mask because I'm sure people like he's probably seen worse but it was just really funny and like the pictures that were just like the grossest thing I've ever seen but I was like your neck skin is really pushed back in this one good memes yeah no you haven't even seen the worst like some of them are really bad But it was really fun, all in all. If you're thinking about going skydiving, um, just go with it. Just do it. Do we have a promo code for them? JGWI at West Skydive West Plains in uh, North Idaho. (laughs) Five percent off. (laughs) No, but I actually jumped over Priest Lake, so it was really pretty. So I would recommend if you're thinking about going skydiving, definitely do it. You're strapped to a person, so it's really not that scary. They make it fun, but just pick like a really fun location. Don't go at like I want to go, but I don't feel a yearning like if you buy right. it for me of course if a bunch of my friends were like let's go i'd say sure but i'm not right. gonna suggest to go you're not gonna like organize but at the, the same trip. time i do want to go by a certain age like i don't want to look too bad in the pictures right so, <laughs> like, like i'm not begging to go this year or the next if it presents itself it presents itself but by maybe 35 i should probably go <laughs> Actually, what was really cute was there was like this older couple, probably in their late 50s, and it was his husband and wife, and they get there, and he's like, all right, sweetie, have a great jump, and he like smacks her, not her ass, but like, you know. <laughs> Thank God, yeah. Not to be gross. He like taps her back or something and was like, go get him like tiger basically. And they're like a lot older and stuff. And she is just like has her little backpack on and looks like she goes skydiving all the time because some people are like regulars. Like they do this a lot. And it was just like the cutest thing. I'm like, I hope I'm fun when I'm old, you know? Yeah, it doesn't have to be that, but it could be other things. It doesn't need to be skydiving, but like it can be something. I've been thinking a really fun venture that we could pick up when we get a little older is imagine running a paddleboard and like jet ski rental thing like on a lake in the summer. Oh my god was it like a part-time and like buying a fleet buying a fleet and like just like running it over the summer say less we'd probably be a lot happier than a corporate job say less literally imagine how many friends we'd make so many friends (laughs) imagine how many podcast guests (laughs) um okay so that's that that's all that that's all of business news that's what you missed on glee so um here's what you missed on glee yeah um so with that with that, we're going to hit you guys with a really cool interview um, from another content creator influencer that we found on TikTok that we also have known in the past. So just continuing that series and continuing to learn about different career paths people are taking in their 20s and how to how to make it out there in this world. Yep. Can't be stopped. You guys are in for a great show. 
Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. All right, you guys, we're back. Happy Friday, happy hour. We have a continuation of a TikTok series. This one hits a little closer to home because we have a fellow Pepperdine grad with us today. So much fun. Um, Her TikTok actually came across my For You page maybe a couple weeks ago, and it was like super vibey. It hurts to watch someone else living your dream kind of situation. She apparently, we're going to get all the deets and dig down deep, but apparently met an Italian boy and got to visit him in Italy and also has recently spent some time in Paris. So just everything that we all wish we could be doing, having a nice European summer, beautiful vibes. She is a content creator, photographer, model, and businesswoman, I believe. So I feel like we're all businesswomen here, businesswomen hour. Um, but without further ado, we're super excited to introduce Chloe Boudamis, who also graduated from Pepperdine this past year um, as a, what was your major, Chloe? Um, advertising and marketing. Advertising and marketing, a girl after her own heart. We love PR and we love marketing. We love Pepperdine. So I like that fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, fill in the blanks, Mad Libs. <laughs> Anyways, we're so excited to have you. Welcome, Chloe. How the heck are you? How's it been going? I know you're jet lagged. I'm good. Hi, guys. It's really good to be on your show. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Can you first, I just am so curious about the European boy. I know your TikTok went super, super viral, which <laughs> is really fun. Right into it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm so curious. I can't get over it. It's like the Lizzie McGuire dream, actually. Honestly, it's so funny because all of quarantine, I like that was the movie I watched every day was the Lizzie McGuire movie because it like brought back like childhood memories. A girl after our own heart. <laughs> yes. And so I feel like I just like manifested that like, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, manifesting. It's so big nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so funny. I actually met this guy at Pepperdine. He's Italian. I don't want to, I'm very private with my relationship, so I don't want to like drop names. Um, TMZ will come after you. <laughs> Um, Let's call him Paolo. (laughs) Yes, we'll call him Paolo. Um, Lizzie McGuire. And I met him at Pepperdine literally right as school was like shutting down for the pandemic. It was so funny. I hadn't met him at all during Pepperdine. And then I met him like I think the week that school shut down. And so we had been talking like all of quarantine. And then I was in Paris and he was like, hey, like, why don't you come to Italy since you're in Europe? And so a lot of people thought like, I feel like I really romanticized my TikTok. Um, As you should. <laughs> a lot of people didn't really understand that I was already in Europe. It's not like I flew out to meet a stranger or anything. Um, that would gotcha. have been crazy. But yeah, I was already in Europe with my family. And so this boy was like, yeah, like, because we've been talking for a year. He's like, just come to Europe. I mean, sorry, just come to Milan um, and let's hang. And so, yeah, I spend a few weeks um, with this guy that I'm talking to in Milan. How exciting and fun. I just love that yeah. for you. thank you everything's more romantic in Europe is it not it is honestly I I'm like after that like I just want to get married and move to Europe right (laughs) exactly marry him secure a visa sign seal delivered (laughs) low key path of least resistance I see it now (laughs) um if you could live anywhere in Europe where would it be um 
I'd say top two is definitely France and Italy. I've just always been obsessed with them. Um, I would say, yeah, maybe the south of France or like Rome or like Florence. I really love. Um, so yeah, any of those spots. I love Italy. I'm convinced that you could spend your whole life vacationing just in Italy and be more than satisfied and do a different thing every time. There is so much to do in Italy. Exactly. And it's so big. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, that is so true. I'm itching to go. I feel like we've had a lot of travel-based podcasting lately, and I'm, like, so ready just to get back out there and, like, go see some stuff abroad. Have you guys been out? What's that? Sorry, have you guys been out of the country like since COVID? No, God, no, no. not since COVID. We've done some like internal traveling within We've the done country. Too much but... internal traveling. Yeah, <laughs> too much. internal, internal travel every other, every other month practically. But um, <laughs> no, I haven't been out of the country since COVID, and I'm itching to go somewhere. Um, I wanted to go somewhere the summer after graduation, but obviously that was the worst of it. But how was yeah. it with COVID traveling? It honestly, it's so funny because this has been like one of the best summers I'd say like so far of my life. Um, but it wasn't even going to happen because of like the COVID restriction. Yeah. Um, and so I, and I am not fully vaccinated. Um, so they were actually restricting people like from coming into Europe that weren't fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a lot of people, like a lot of my friends that aren't fully vaccinated were like, you can actually go into Europe now that they passed this law and get like a COVID test instead and just Mm -hmm. get a negative COVID test like two days before your flight. So that's what I did. And actually like four days, I think my family, like my parents were like, yeah, like it's canceled. We're not going to go, but we'll just keep the flight just in case we do go. And so literally four days before we ended up flying, they were like, yeah, we're going to Europe in like four days. Oh my gosh. Um, So I didn't have much time to pack, but yeah, it kind of just happened like spontaneously. That's so fun. I feel like that makes the trip even more special. Yeah, exactly. How is it once you're there right now? Um, in Europe, it's honestly the same as how it's been in California. Okay. I feel like people are wearing masks, but everything is open. So you're able to go to like clubs and restaurants. Oh. Um, they actually did pass a mandate last week that you can't go into museums or like certain bars um, without being fully vaccinated or without a COVID test. Yeah, I think that's going to start happening here based off New York and stuff. Yes, yes, because of the Delta variant. So it's yeah. kind of increased, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, love to get political for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so I know a lot of what you do is content creation. Mm-hmm. Actually, we talk about this a lot. What is your definition of like a content creator versus an influencer? How do they differ? How do they compare? Do I'm you so like curious. the term influencer or is it a dirty word to you? <laughs> is it chuggy? Um, no, like I don't even know. <laughs> Actually, it's really funny because I've been doing this whole like content creation influencer thing since I was like 14. So over the years, I've been called, I've been like labeled different things. So I had been doing influencing before it was even called influencing. Like people didn't know what to call Mm -hmm. me. They're like, oh, she's a blogger Mm -hmm. or she's a brand ambassador or she is like an Instagram model. Like every, like the term like kept evolving. Um, So I feel like I honestly don't really like the term influencer. I feel like it, it kind of has, I feel like I like the term influencer, but it also has kind of brought about like a negative connotation with it recently. Like everyone's like, oh, influencers are kind of like sellouts or they're Mm -hmm. fake or, you know, um, I really actually like being called a content creator or like a digital creator instead. Um, I am an influencer as well. So I am, I get called both. Um, but I would say, yeah, I, I definitely think that I am both an influencer and a content creator. It just depends on what I'm doing. I feel like 
if I'm working with brands more and advertising for them, I'm influencing and I'm, I'm a brand rep for them. But if I'm creating content for them, then I'm a content creator. Yeah, that makes sense. You've been doing it since you were 14. That's so young. Yeah. So actually I got started through it. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a long story, but yeah, I got started with my best friend. Um, we just were taking pictures of each other. Like we were super into like we heart it and Tumblr and Pinterest. Uh Um, and we're like, Oh my gosh, like these girls look so Tumblr. We want to do the same thing. So we like would go out into the forest or like in our backyard and just take pictures of each other. (laughs) That's Abby now. (laughs) Iconic. Oh yeah. I'm like out here in the forest taking pigs, like late to the game. Just kidding. Um, But yeah, and so we would do that. And then I kind of just built an audience off of that. um, And brands started reaching out to me being like, oh, we really love your content. And we noticed you're like gaining traction, like with like the younger audience. Um, So I started working with brands in that way. And then I guess it kind of just snowballed into like me being an influencer. Mm -hmm. And I've just been doing it ever since. And how are you now like everyone and their mother literally is an influencer. How are you kind of keeping up and evolving since you've been doing it for like flirting with 10 years, honestly? Exactly. Um, it does. That does get a little annoying to me. Just like how you said everyone and their mother. Thinks- literally people's moms now, <laughs> yeah, like homes and food influencers, everyone. Exactly. Um, it's a little it gets a little annoying to me because I feel like any girl who's like, Oh my gosh, like I, you know, they gave me a discount code when I checked mm-hmm. out, like they think they're an influencer, um, which is, is, you know, like good for them. Um, but I feel like <laughs> it's definitely an overpopulated market at the moment. And I feel like everyone is just pursuing that. Like it's kind of like back in the day when every person was like, Oh, I want to be like a famous YouTuber. And so I feel mm-hmm. like everyone's on this like influencer train at the moment. Um, I would say since the market is a little oversaturated, like with influencing and influencers, I think it's super, super important to keep up with trends and just keep up with like how the apps are evolving. Obviously Instagram is like gearing more towards video. Um, so as I was posting photos, I noticed that my engagement was like taking a big hit and that like when I would post reels, like my engagement would come back up. So I feel like the Instagram algorithm, you just have to work with it and like it's evolving. You have to work with um sorry you're good <laughs> ashley's a wizard wizard oh, on the keys took the words out of my mouth what is it wizard on the keys glenn <laughs> is that the joke yeah sorry jet lag is kicking in um, oh it's okay pick it up <laughs> you want wizard on the keys, keys glenn across the room <laughs> like staying up with trends and just staying up with like how the apps are evolving is definitely super important. <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say staying up with trends is super important for just like staying on top of um, competition mm-hmm. and like staying up to date with apps and like how they're evolving. So obviously like everyone is gearing more towards short, short form video such as reels and TikTok. So I feel like if you, kind of like educate yourself on that. You're going to stay ahead of everyone else who's kind of in stuck in those old trends. So I would say like just being very up to date and like educating yourself, like will definitely help you kind of be ahead of the curve. I don't know why people our age aren't teaching marketing classes at universities. Totally. <laughs> I don't know why they're having 50 plus year old. 45 year old Glenn about how to blow up on TikTok. Like we're not. 
<laughs> well, um, but maybe not right now because we haven't uh, quite blown up. It's very hit and miss. Like when, what, maybe whenever you joined she... professor, like sign me up. They bring us in. We're twenty two. We're like well, yeah, yeah. We get blown out of every fifteen or twenty let virals. Me teach so you some stuff. <laughs> um, what are your tips? How are we, me and Abby, Abby and I, <laughs> going to blow up on TikTok? What's it gonna take? What 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 video is gonna be the hit? Because we've had other creators on talking about how it's really hard to grow on Instagram anymore and how it's so much easier, obviously, to grow on TikTok. I consider because Instagram a wash. I think you get your followers from TikTok or the wash. And then, like, they follow you because they yeah. already know you. I don't think you get stray followers on Instagram. I would say, yeah, I definitely agree with the Instagram thing. I feel like a lot of my followers now are coming from TikTok. Um, I feel like without TikTok, my Instagram growth was super slow, like, mm-hmm. this past year. Um, with the pandemic, because I feel like during the pandemic, everybody and their mother like started mm-hmm. using TikTok more. Um, so I would say if you want to like blow up on TikTok, the algorithm, I honestly like so much better than Instagram. I feel like they really give creators a chance to like go viral or to reach the right audience. So I feel like TikTok's doing that really well. Um, so I feel like as long as you're posting and you're posting consistently, like TikTok will find the right audience for you. I would say to use like the same like whatever hashtags are relevant to whatever you're posting, like use those consistently. So with my travel videos, I always tag the city, like a hashtag, like hashtag Italy. And then I'll put like hashtag explore or like hashtag travel. So I like use the same consistent hashtags and then TikTok's like, oh, hey, okay. This is like the content that she's creating. Let's connect her with people that like looking at travel videos Mm. and exploring. Um, And like I've discovered a tip where TikTok wants you to stay on the app. Yeah. So they... They like will send you notifications when you're not on the app. And so whenever I post a video, I always leave the app immediately. And this is like what TikTok does. So they'll put it in the algorithm like automatically because they're like, oh, we want to bring her back to the app. We want to send her like we're going to send her notifications of like, oh, this person liked your video. This person commented. Isn't that crazy? It's also toxic. (laughs) It's crazy. I like low key like figured out the algorithm. I was like, okay, I'm just not documentary. We all had to watch about it. (laughs) taking well, over like our minds the, we didn't have to watch it It was a new one that came out like after <laughs> in quarantine what the hell is it called it's gonna bother me the social network or something no that is about facebook starting oh, <laughs> wait was there one about tiktok no there was one about social media in general yeah. let me run it you through you in like three sentences it has basically. to do with like we need to get them back on the app like just having our the constant attention just like smarter than any of us and it's always evolving mm-hmm. to our to us so it's catering towards us and how like the tendency it's pushing you to pick up your phone every five seconds and it learns more about you the more you use it and all of that yeah. stuff it's scary that's it's like the TikTok crazy how tiktok the social dilemma the social dilemma that's what it was <laughs> What did I say? The social network? Yeah. 2003. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy how both TikTok and Instagram, and I'm sure other apps, but I don't know what, but mainly TikTok and Instagram, um, it's allowed to like listen to you while you're speaking out loud and then cater their ads or just their content towards whatever you were saying out loud in the room while your phone was also there. It's crazy. It's scary, honestly. Mm -hmm. But great for creators. So, (laughs) 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 sign us up. So, Abby, I think we need more niche content. Niche, we're, pivoting, I know. we're pivoting too much from working out to podcasts to comedy to uh like yeah, we're all over videos. the board it's a yeah it's a charcuterie <laughs> board of content it's too much 
Charcuterie board of content. I like that. I like that yeah. saying. Pull that out of nowhere. Yeah. Like that's good to start off with at first though. Like you kind of like learn like what your audience likes and like yeah. then you can gear towards the one thing. thing. Is, I feel like you should try everything at once. See like what sticks. Yeah. We're like doing like how to videos and cooking stuff next day. <laughs> like building <laughs> stuff outside in the yard. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so back to the travel. Away from social media a little bit. We you do a lot of traveling. You've been in Paris. Do you meet up with other creators or what is like your tips for making friends for random schmucks like us? Just we're going abroad. Maybe we want to meet up with some cool people, make some connections, tips and tricks. What do we got? I would say what I do personally is through social media. I I don't really use like Bumble or like Bumble BFF or like any of those or Tinder. Um, but I say like through my like TikTok and Instagram accounts, like I'll connect with creators that way. Like, oh my gosh, like I've been in California, but now I'm in Paris and there's this photographer I've been wanting to work with in Paris. So I like hit him up and be like, I'm in Paris. Like, let's finally shoot. Mm. I also have other, like if I see on anybody's story, oh my gosh, they're in Paris. Like I'm going to hit them up and be like, let's create some content or let's like do a shoot together. So I feel like it's a lot of like people reaching out to each other and being like, oh, like I see you're here. Like, let's connect. I'd love um, to be like that, but Abby, what service do we possibly have to offer? <laughs> hey, do you just want to hang out and get a drink? No, we have comedy <laughs> to offer. We have podcast content to be putting out. Well, we would have the podcast, but like it's we just had another girl on last week who we really loved, and she is a photographer. And she was like, Oh, I take these trips, and yeah, same kind of thing. Like, I meet up with people who also want to shoot content, and we were like, That sounds so fun. Like, can we just be in pictures? Like, we, like, we, we don't have any skill to offer you. Besides our personality, a good time. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's where you guys could come in with like your TikTok videos. Like mm-hmm. you could just like have a mic on the street and be like, "What is your story?" and like tell people you want to create content in that way. Yes. Stop. Let's take that idea <laughs> yeah. and run. Yeah, take that off the episode. Actually, we're gonna run with that. Sure, um, we're gonna... Billy on the Billy on the streets, except like short form video. Totally. <laughs> um, but that's a really good idea, and that's a really great way to network and stuff. And it's a good excuse because even this podcast too, it's a good excuse to talk to people that I, I normally wouldn't reach out to or people we've seen on TikTok that are totally mm-hmm. from nowhere. That mm-hmm. is, I would never like just reach out to them normally and say, let's talk. So <laughs> when you have exactly. something that you do or a skill or a hobby, even it's good to have an excuse to reach out to people. Exactly. And actually, I, I don't know if you knew that I had a print magazine, but I would I use that. I didn't, but let's jump into that next. <laughs> Yeah, but I would use that in the same way. So it's called Hot Headed Magazine and it's a print magazine. But I would always use that as like a medium to mm-hmm. connect with people in the industry. So like, you know, for example, whenever I would see like a celebrity at a restaurant, like I wouldn't just say, oh my gosh, like, hi, like mm-hmm. I wanted to get photo with you. I'm a fan. I would say like, hey, like I have this print magazine. I'd love to like feature you. Like I'd love to interview mm-hmm. you time if you have time. And so I feel like they take you more seriously in that way totally. and it like builds your network. Um, so like you said, it's an excuse to like build your network and like to connect with others. Yeah. Do you even like podcasts or do you just like new people? I don't know. But uh, let's <laughs> Is go he into, hot or? <laughs> let's go into your magazine for a second. Do you still have it? When did you start it? Where, where are you printing it? Are you uh, actually printing it? Or yeah, is I want to know like, more about it. <laughs> or is it like Vogue Online? Like what's happening? Um, so yeah, it's both print and online. Um, so I do it through Blurb. Um, so they do print it like in their headquarters or their factory or wherever they print magazines um and then like I get a bunch shipped to me um but I had been doing it since I think it's been like two two or three years now it used to be called vintage lilacs and then I'm like what the heck is vintage lilacs (laughs) stupidest like I was just trying to be like tumblr with it and I'm like no tumblr is dead um (laughs) rebrand 
yeah, I rebranded the whole magazine and I'm called it hot headed. And so I have been doing that for the past two or three years. And I just like basically just feature a bunch of my friends who are like influencers and creatives or like Netflix actors, like young Hollywood, et cetera. That is so much fun. That is really yeah. cool. Maybe we should start printing things out and sending it around, Ash. <laughs> Take the words out of my mouth. So do you um, give them out for free or do you sell like the print copies or what do you do with all the printed ones? Yeah. So I sell the print and then you can also buy it online as well, or you can just like preview it online. But yeah, I do sell the print version. That How is fun so is that? Fun. I know what I'm going to do all my research. <laughs> now. That's really fun. Um, Thank you. you also, so you mentioned having friends who were Netflix actors, whatever. Have you had any TV appearances? Because I feel as though you might, and I don't remember what they might be, but please touch on them. Tell me your experience. I'm so curious. Yeah, so I have done nothing super big, but I did work with Paramount on a few projects. Um, I think it was like sophomore year of college I got started. They were filming 13 Reasons Why in the Bay Area, and I like went to an open audition for it, and then I ended up getting casted, so that was really cool. And then once I got 13 Reasons Why, I worked on it for like, I think a year, and then they were oh, like, wow. hey, yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, hey, Chloe, like we think you're pretty great. Do you want to also be in Transformers, like the new Transformers movie? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, yeah. And so I went to like a fitting for that, a casting. And so I ended up getting that, but just like doing like featured background roles, nothing like super big, but it's just super fun to like do on the side. Totally. So your 13 reasons why, did you have lines or were you like coffee patron number four? Like, what did you do? No, <laughs> <that. laughs> um, So I started off as like student, like number 17 uh-huh. thing. Um, and then once I started working the show more, they were like, we really like like, we want you, we really like what you're doing. We want you to like be a featured extra. And they were like, we have this girl, her name is Chloe, like coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a new character on the show and they were like, we want you to be in her like posse. Is she Bryce's um, so, girlfriend? Yes. And so yeah. I never had lines, but I would like show up with her in the scene just like as her girl gang. Oh, cool. But- <laughs> that is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And did you ever intend on like acting at all or did you just go, go randomly to this audition? Um, I feel like, Every kid, when they're a kid, is like, oh, my God, I want to be a movie star. But, like, as I got older, I wasn't really thinking about it. I just kind of stumbled upon it. Um, and it was, like, during the summer, so I had nothing to do. So I was like, I might as well, like, just yeah. go to this open audition. And so I did it. That's, That's very so Grant, fun. Grant Dean of her. <laughs> yeah, we have another guest on, coincidentally, who also is an extra, but not a featured extra. So not as cool as you. But he was on 13 Reasons Why as well. Student number 18, probably. Oh, my God. I don't think I met him, but that's super cool. Yeah. Um, and then for the Transformer stuff, what happened with that? Was, did you get a speaking role extra? What was the deal? Did you meet um, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, this was the Bumblebee. It was Transformers Bumblebee. So it was with um, Haley Steinfeld. Mm. Oh. But I did have okay. a – so I did have a scene where they were having, like, me and, like, three other people. It was, like, a featured – so the whole movie I did do background work, but there was a specific scene that I had, like – me and three other kids like looked over the cliff, mm-hmm. like while the car was falling off the cliff or whatever. And then I went to go watch it in the movie theater and they cut my scene and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. How rude. <laughs> How I know. That's why I didn't get invited to the premiere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I still had a scene where you were able to see me, but it wasn't like a featured scene. Uh-huh. Dang, but that's so fun. Oh my gosh, I love that. It was. It was. I was really lucky to be a part of it. How the heck do you, especially since you did a social media through like your early teens, which everyone's like a mess in their early teens, how the heck have you not compared yourself to other people? 
and kind of like figured out who you are and stayed away from that whole toxic mentality that can happen when you spend too much time on social media? I feel like this is something that I am still learning like up to this day. I feel like it's really hard not to compare yourself on social media. I feel like subconsciously when you're scrolling, like you are comparing yourself. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, like this person has something super great. Like I don't have that. Like you're always comparing yourself like regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like it's really important to keep in mind that, you know, you're just seeing like their highest of highs. Mm -hmm. Like you're just seeing what they're showcasing and you're comparing like their highest of highs to like your lowest of lows or like Mm -hmm. you're comparing like just their, their parts of their life that they're highlighting, like with all of your life. So you're not seeing like their struggles or like what they deal with on a daily basis. So I feel like it's really healthy to keep that in mind. Completely. And just for our average people that aren't influencers, it helps just for me, for like my personal friends, like really close friends or myself, like all of our Instagrams look like we're having the time of our lives, right? like skydiving and like group photos and having a good old time. But I, I know like the whole behind the <laughs> scenes stuff. Today. Yeah, yeah. But I know the whole behind the scenes stuff. So obviously that carries through to influencers too. So Exactly. Yeah, it's honestly just so interesting. I am so curious to know once this generation gets older, how like social media and growing up with that will like affect our psyche and our parenting abilities and just all of it because it's uncharted waters like no other generation had this before. It's so weird. Exactly. I feel like that's really interesting to think about. And like, like you said about mental health, um, I think it's super important. Like, Honestly, this might affect us as we older. I have no it idea. Totally will. Who are we kidding? I think so. <laughs> Low key. But yeah, I mean, I think it's super important to like keep your mental health in mind, like with social media. And like as I have like been an influencer for a long time, there has been times where like I've taken break from social media, like long breaks, maybe like four or five months, just to like oh, wow. on myself and like not, you know, I feel like when you feel like your mind is getting to a certain point, you're like, okay, I need to take a break. I need to like refresh, like take a step back and then come back to it in like a month or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. How were you able to step away for that many months if you were trying to monetize it though? Yeah. So I think I stepped away, like the longest I stepped away was maybe like a whole summer. So like three or four months, like in between high school and college. And I honestly lost a lot of my audience. Like a lot of my audience like became ghosts. <laughs> um, So I feel like I had to rebuild it a little bit. So it is hard when you do take breaks. You kind of have to like rebuild. Um, But I think your mental health is more important. So I had to take the break. (laughs) Good. Well, I'm glad you did. Um, Obviously, comparing yourself to others in any facet, social media or in real life is just really tough and it doesn't help them and it doesn't help you. But on the flip side, like on a more positive, what is something that makes you feel really fulfilled in your work that you do that you're just like, yes, this is so great. I'm passionate about it. And this makes me feel really good. I would say what makes me like feel super fulfilled with social media is like the human connection aspect of it. I really love being able to work with different people, like meeting new people through it. Um, honestly, I've met some of like my greatest, like closest friends through like photo shoots that I've done. Um, so I'd say just like being able to connect with people. I feel like another aspect that's super fulfilling is getting to see like the finished product of what you worked on. Um, for example, like putting all of your hard work into like a video or picture and then seeing it when it's done and being like, that looks super cool. Like, I'm really glad that that paid off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That start to finish feeling totally. Mm -hmm. I think we have to get more creative behind the camera to make friends, Abby. (laughs) photography 101 what are we gonna do <laughs> um so speaking of photography a little bit what are some just like 
fast tips for people that want to get better at editing, want to get better at taking pictures, being in the pictures. Maybe people are awkward in them. Maybe people want to get better at editing. What are some of your tips? And yeah, that's an evergreen problem I'm noticing. I notice a lot of TikToks, at least on my For You page, are like, this is how you not don't look awkward in your pictures. Like, this is what you do with your hands. These are different poses of what to do. And I'm like, what side of TikTok am I on? I'm of editing stuff behind the camera. Oh, I'm like a posing queen, so I don't know why I'm getting tips because I already know what I'm doing. So I watched 24 seasons of America's Next Top Model. So oh, that's so you're- where I'm at. <laughs> I don't know where everybody else is at, but my For You page is messed up. That's so funny. Um, no, definitely. I feel like if you watch America's Next Top Model, you're set. I don't know what the algorithm totally. is doing. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, but I feel like as far as tips, I think like with anything in life, like whatever you put your time and energy into, like you're naturally just going to get better at it. Um, when I started photography, I like my work was so embarrassing looking back at it. Um, but I feel like with anything, you just have to be willing to like make a fool of yourself in the beginning and like grow. Um, and I feel like the longer you do photography or like the longer you do anything, like you really just train yourself to know like, okay, this works, like this doesn't work. And the longer that I was shooting, like I really trained my eye, like to see pictures, like I would just be walking And I would see like a corner with flowers and I'd be like, oh my God, like I see the picture, like, you know, posing like this or like somebody sitting there like that, like the lighting, like you really start to train your eye and like to see things um, like how you would want it to be posted like on Instagram. But I would say like with anything, like you just kind of train, train your eye and you become better at it. So I would say just really working at photography and like not giving up is something that will definitely help with you becoming good at it. That's like Abby. Remember when the dredges of quarantine and like, March or April, we became so obsessed with TikTok skits. Every time we walked into a room or a setting, we were like, how can we utilize this to make a stupid skit yeah. or uh, TikTok? Oh so my gosh. That was artists. when you can call us artists too. You can call us artists. That was, that was when everyone was like locked in their houses, quarantined. Yeah, that was like really rough. We were like, what do we do to have fun right now? Like, we're not even sure, but yeah. we yeah, but agreed like, up with it. <laughs> But you like trained your mind to yeah. see like, okay, how can we use this? How can we do that? Like, so I feel like that's also very helpful. We probably watched yeah. too many movies. Yeah. Too many movies. Um, too much screen time. Take a, do you take a lot of your content on your phone or on a camera? For TikTok, I take them all on my iPhone. Um, and then for Instagram, they're all on a DSLR. Okay. What camera mm-hmm. are you using? I'm just curious. I'm using the Canon 5D. Okay. Yes. But I actually have heard a lot about Sony. So I'm like, honestly, really wanting to switch. But yeah, do you guys use any like DSLRs or? I have a Canon Rebel T5. But (laughs) it's just like your basic. I I literally got it for abroad because I'm like, I want some quality photos for while I'm abroad. But I don't like use it enough because honestly, the iPhone camera is like sickeningly good these days. They are. Honestly, I think like the iPhone 12 is way better than like my Canon now. Like it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's a different vibe though. You know what people are sleeping on? The disposable cameras. I know that's become such a trend, but seriously, they're all like sold out. The little green ones that you like throw away. But Urban Outfitters, run, don't walk. Urban Outfitters has like $35 (laughs) reusable cameras on film and they're cute. There's like metallic silver. I have a little pink one. Like... I don't know. Like you could just just go buy a real film up. camera. Buy a real film camera. I like mine. <laughs> yeah. No, that I one is better than disposable. But yeah, yeah, it's better than the, the little green ones. But it's crazy how like one thing can blow up, and then you go try to go to Walmart or CVS, and you're like, where are the where are the green cameras? They're like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, we don't have any. <laughs> All the kids are taking them. <laughs> All the kids are watching that TikTok one- and taking them. <laughs> 
That was like with the tie-dye last summer. I don't know if you guys were in a tie-dye, oh, yeah. but like, the toilet yeah. kits were sold out everywhere. It was crazy. The trends. The trends are so <laughs> insane. Okay, now comes the time. I think this is Ashley's favorite question. What are you reading, listening to, watching, any podcast, book, or movie, TV show recommendations that you think people are sleeping on? Could be helpful or just fun. Yes. Um, I feel like at the moment I'm watching a few Netflix series. Um, I would say the one I was watching on the plane was Never Have I Ever. It's like, I don't know if you guys have heard about yes, it. Yes, I, I know that show. Yes, my friend Martin is in it. So I started watching it because he's in it. He like plays Oliver, the boyfriend of um, Eleanor, I think is her name. And so he's in it for like a few episodes. So I watched it because of him, but then I got hooked. So I've been watching like all two seasons of it. But I love that show. Emily in Paris is like my ultimate vibe. I've binged it like seven times. Like I just keep (laughs) watching it. (laughs) Because it's like Um, marketing and it's Paris and it's cute and vibey. Yes. It's my vibe. So I just have watched it a million times. I would say a book at the moment that I'm reading. Um, one that I keep on my nightstand that I really love just like reading at night is like How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, I need to read Carson. that. Yeah, it's honestly a really good book. And it just is very like grounding and like you really understand the perspectives of other people. So I feel like, I don't know, it's just a good like self-improvement book. We totally. love self-improvement. Yeah. <laughs> All about self-improvement on this pod. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and the most now fun time Abby's of the night. Question. Yeah, now it's your favorite question. Pimp yourself out. Where can people buy Hot-Headed? Where can they find you on TikTok, Instagram? Pimp yourself out, the whole thing. IMDb, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> your Actually, I'm on IMDb. Um, but yeah, so my Instagram and TikTok are the same. It's Chloe dot Buddha, um, B-O-U-D-A. My name is actually pronounced Chloe, but just for like the spelling purposes, <laughs> um, I'll say Chloe. But you can buy Hot Headed. It's linked in my bio on my Instagram account. Um, it's like a blurb link. And then I don't know if I have any other. I mean, I have my Snapchat, but I don't really use it. <laughs> You're like, add me on Snap, you guys. <laughs> I'm like, add me on Snap or Twitter. For Hot Headed, <laughs> do you ship it, obviously, then to people? Yes. So I do ship it or they can buy it like directly on the website as well. So I do both. Okay. Um, it just depends on if I run out of copies or not. That is so fun. Yeah, that's I'm really totally fun. Totally going to look into that. That's really fun. I love that. Honestly, I should be like, I'll feature you guys next say issue. Less. Like, let's, <laughs> let's stay connected. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you so much. This is really fun to actually get to know you because we always should just say like hi at Pepperdine and that was it. But this was really great. Um, and I'm really excited to see what where you go next on TikTok and yeah. the acting world. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Of course.